Hey, what's up there? Summer Fun Do Sessions here with the number, the issue number 64. Today is a special issue which is dedicated to our favorite British producer Richard Anshaw. The whole two hours of his music, including the interview with Richard himself in the middle of the show, which was recorded in Moscow in February, while he visited our Soul Color party, and that was awesome. In the first hour, we'll have me, DJ Soulmate, mixing the, some chilly airshow vibes, and the second one, a special mix from Corliss Mars coming up with a more optimistic mood. Hi, this is Richard Earnshaw from Duffnote, and you're checking out DJ Soulmate on the Summer Fondue Sessions. Standing by the water's edge with reflections of the sun Summer rain is pouring down contemplation as it runs Watch the footprints disappear, see your visions coming clear Raindrops trickle down, shows no mercy, show no fear. First track today is called Summer Rain. This is Richard Earnshaw featuring Immigrant Ryle, the original mix, and came out on 151, one of the labels that Richard managed. And it's quite non-traditional sounding for him, I would say, but 
In 2006, we saw a few releases that sounds like that. And I'm going to play all of them right after this one.
that's another example of that mild sound and from Richard Earnshaw that is actually Orchid which is one of his nicknames and the track's called Yesterday's Gone was out also in 2006 on Guest Records the Ace Digital label from Duff Note family as well
In the background now the track is called So High from Soul Unity Being actually another another name of Earnshaw This is the original mix and it came out also on guest records And as far as I remember also in 2006 
Hey, what's up? I'm Roberto De Carlo and you're listening to Summer Foundry Sessions with DJ Soulmate. go for some remixes for visual air show we've just heard another one it's called it's all good from danny clark featuring nicole tyler out on his own daft note and now to this one from ethan white and lisa shaw checks called find the way from large recordings
am thankful for his blessings every day. Sometimes I need to show how his love has made me stronger and bold. I had to take it down, take it down deep in my soul.
Still in Love and Earnshaw's classic vocal mix from Solaris featuring Norman Anderson out of Solaris own Sun Soaked label. Another example of classic Earnshaw sounding.
that was Survive from Andy Holder Fusion featuring Eric Dillard with Richard Earnshaw's Little Big Vocal Mix out at Soul Funk Digital. Well, what's Little Big? That stands short for another name of Richard's project, which is called Little Big Band. And all about this and the other interesting stuff you gotta know after listening to Richard's interview, which we recorded live in Moscow in February this year, when Richard visited our Soul Color parties. So enjoy the interview, and see you after the interview for another hour of Richard and Soul's Soulful Vibes. Okay, here we are with a uh, actually Richard Enshaw himself, the man of many, many, many experience in soulful house music and working under different names, managing different labels, um, creating different tracks and remixes, and actually one of our favorite producers out there. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> okay, let we, let us start. Is it your first time in Moscow, and how did you like it here? I have been to Moscow before, once to play at uh, uh, Club Most, and then a second time I actually flew on through to Kazan, which was last year. I've always enjoyed it here. It's been a, I've had diff- very varied experiences in the different places I've played. That's for sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. So um, hopefully today you will have the best of Moscovite experience you've ever had. Well, this is what I've been told, so yes, let's hope so. <laughs> let's hope so, okay. So tell us uh, about your background and how did you came to producing house music? Where is it all started from? Well, I mean, it's kind of humble beginnings, really. I was literally, um, I learned to, started learning the piano when I was seven. Oh. And it's, I've always, you know, always played music, lots of different instruments. I was classically trained, and then uh, when I was 15... I moved on to the jazz um, sound instead, which is how it kind of started for me because I was always interested in electronics as well and synthesizers mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. all the geeky stuff. Um, so I used to produce a lot of music when I was sort of, you know, 15, 16, 17, which was actually quite similar to the Spirit Chaser sound. Oh. You know, very kind of electronic. Um, and then um, I kind of merged the two together, my jazz performance stuff. Mm-hmm. And the, the electronic side of things in sort of 95, 96, mm. I started playing around with what I didn't know it was called house music at the time. It was just simply dance music. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, you know, in sort of 97, 98, hooked up with a couple of guys and we formed the Fusion Groove Orchestra. Yeah, yeah, we're um, right. And then it was 2001 when I hooked up with Sulfuric. Um, with people are people coming out in 2002 it's already as a solo project of and Richard that was Earnshaw. that was my first mm-hmm. Richard Earnshaw solo project and, and from Fusion Groove Orchestra we remember uh, the good uh, cover version of If Only I Could that was the, the the very first record we ever did yeah that still sounds so good do you know yeah. I haven't actually listened to it in ages I've, I was trying to find it <laughs> on my hard drive and it's, uh, it's still I can like, send I've, it to you if you want <laughs> oh thanks <laughs> <laughs> um, do I get a discount <laughs> <laughs> um, it's uh, no, I've got, I've, st- I've got it on a master dat somewhere, but um, it's uh, yeah, it's it's kind of interesting to see how you know the the sound has changed or my sound how it's developed and yeah, and during I'm, this decade, yeah, I'm kind of you know now doing more what I used to do sort of ten years ago or so. 
Yeah. I'm starting to, I've, I've kind of thought, you know, I'm going to start bringing back all the live bass stuff and proper guitars and horns and all that kind of thing. And well, Everything comes back. It do, yes, it does, I'm, yeah. I'm just wondering, uh, when you're talking about your starting of the, of the music education, um, was it your conscious choice to, to educate yourself in music, uh, to, to play some music instruments, or was it under some parents' guidance or somehow... How, how did you manage to um, stay in this area for a long time do you, starting from your childhood that's um, weird parent, parental guidance is probably almost there it was more like parent you will do this or you'll never ever go out and play football again oh <laughs> you know it was I didn't want to, to learn the piano I was, I was mm-hmm. you know at seven I just wanted to run around with all my friends yes um, I like really I really didn't want to be stuck children. in practicing mm. and going to lessons and stuff like that mm. but you know I was thankfully forced through the the beginnings to to stick with it you know yeah um, and eventually as, as I became more proficient as a, as a pianist um, so I felt I could I felt I didn't it wasn't so much the learning process anymore it was like you know I could just quite happily sit down and play some music which is when I was thinking, actually, you know, cheers, Mum, that's actually a good idea, oh. getting me to have piano lessons, you know, because I'm actually really enjoying this now. Yeah, nice one. So you you happily, you survived all that period of time when, when you were just a kid and didn't want to go to music college? No. Well, I, I had a really, really lovely teacher when I first started playing. That's um, also matters. Yeah, yeah. She, was, she was brilliant. She was never too stressful. Um, it was always a very enjoyable time being with her but she was also very kind of i wouldn't say strict but you know when i clearly hadn't done enough practice she should be like you need to practice more to make she make sure you get that right luckily for me when i um got to about 15 my playing ability kind of increased massively i kind of skipped a middle bit and i went straight into like the you know proper big piano concertos Mm -hmm. and And I was a bit young for that, and the, I, she, my teacher couldn't teach me anymore, so she referred me to an, this other lady who was basically an old dragon who I hated. Mm. And it was because of that that I left her, and then I thought, right, I'm not going to play classical music anymore, I'm going to play jazz. Yeah. So thank you, old dragon woman, for yes, making me see the light. <laughs> lucky, lucky circumstances. It, definitely, yeah. Could you name uh, some artists or DJs or producers or whatever who had uh, a good influence on you, on your works, on you. What's your personal musical like, background and influences are? Well, I'm, I, I draw sort of inspiration from so many artists. I mean, we're talking from, you know, jazz artists like, you know, your Miles Davises and Kenny Burrell. Classic. And, you know, right through to Kraftwerk and Depeche Mode and... And everything yeah. in between and I like opera as well you know mm-hmm. I, I if, if I if anything is good that's that makes me feel good then it's like yep it's like, like they that. say there's there's no good music and bad music so all, all the music that's that's touched your soul exactly. and it, it's the good music so it, it, it's not about genres and styles no no definitely well as I, I quite publicly uh, a real hater of genres I, I can appreciate why they're there to help people differentiate certain types of music. For example, so somebody knows the difference by looking on a website what's rock and roll mm-hmm. and what's dance music. But why do we have to have 5,000 different versions of dance music? 
which makes it difficult for the kind of up and coming young DJs that want to listen to you know they listen to something in a bar and they think wow I love that how are they going to find it yeah what's that is it deep is, house is that, funky is that deep house, house, funky? house yeah, steak exactly. house minimal house electro house uh, I know damn it's house man yeah exactly so I can I can I can see both sides of the argument for for having all these genres but don't get me started this interview will go on for about three yeah. years if we start talking about <laughs> genres <laughs> okay sorry Then, <laughs> what music do you personally like, uh, love to listen right now? What's what's on your playlist nowadays? Um, well, I obviously have like my own personal sitting at home playlist and my kind of going out and playing DJing playlist. But mm -hmm. I'm really enjoying listening. There's a band called Chromio, which I think there's they're a duo based out of New York, which is really cool, kind of funky sort of synth electro pop with you know it's, it's really really good I love the killers as well really into the killers at the moment really liking that stuff just because it's great melodies good songwriting you know I can appreciate it whatever style it comes in really I actually spend a lot of time not listening to music when I'm not working which sounds, which sounds yeah because I'm because I'm with music all the time you know it's it's actually quite nice at the end of the day just to sit in you know if it's a nice evening just sit in the garden and just listen to the birds Just, yep. you know that's my soundtrack it's yeah being in music industry is it's it, it's so yeah I mean I, I would love to spend more time actually relaxing and listening to music but it's um, I'm also very aware that you know you've got to have a bit of a rest from it otherwise you know yep. I find it will just kind of get on your nerves constantly you know drums and yeah, all yeah. this stuff Always all the time the head, yeah. all the time Yeah, we know you run a, a couple, a bunch of music businesses, including your labels, uh, Duff Note and Guess and 151, and um, and your personal projects like Spirit Chaser, Orchid, and Soul Unity, and uh, Little Big Band, and mm. so many are. Uh, would you tell us a bit about all these stuff? How do you manage to, and what are, what are the difference? What's behind it? What was the idea of splitting it out to different projects? Just a couple of words. Well, basically. So Spirit Chaser was I. I met my the other Spirit Chaser guy, Mark Bamo Bamford. Met him in a pub about sort of ten, eleven years ago. Yeah. We just got on really well and just had a very, very similar view on music. And my kind of production and sort of ideas with his production and ideas and everything mm -hmm. kind of and that's how the Spirit Chaser sound comes. Soul Unity was kind of a spin-off where that's just just my, myself. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of an amalgamation of my spirit chaser contribution and Richard Earnshaw so it's a bit there's a bit more soulful element in there yep. um, Orchid again it was just kind of a slightly less deep stroke progressive thing that we were doing it's, it's the same guys myself and Mark that do Orchid as well mm -hmm. 151 um, is myself and my business partner Dan Jones yeah, and that's you know we're, we're it's very much more of a live based um, production Lots of live instruments. Um, is he a musician too? Yes, he, he is. Plays yeah. mm. um, what was the other one? Little Big Band. That's myself, Simon Green, who um, oh, did obviously yeah. the Dream with Fusion Groove Orchestra, um, and one of the other guys from Duff Note, um, the business, Matt Gray, who's my bass player, who's mm -hmm. been doing bass for me forever since the beginning, and that's the three of us. So that's kind of a bit more. Um, there's a bit more of a disco style to, to as opposed to a Richard Earnshaw yep. style. Mm -hmm. What were the other ones you mentioned? <laughs> Can't even yeah, remember it, myself. That's it. Yeah, no, that, that's it. And the labels, they actually do split it in, in the same way for different music, I believe. Basically, yeah. I mean, Duff Note was the first one, then 151 
started about a year after, mm-hmm. um, which has kind of had a bit of a rest the last year or two, whilst we just kind of rethought what direction we wanted to take its material in. Um, we started Guess in 2005 for two reasons, really. Firstly, you know, we wanted to, uh, our own output for Spirit Chaser and that kind of music. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, for us, it was an experiment to see if a digital-only label could actually survive, survive as a business. Yep. And we've just put out our 30th release, so I guess it does. Yep. You know, because awesome. it was at that transition period when, you know, vinyl really was getting so low with, with sales. And it was like, mm-hmm. well, can, could we effectively run a business just selling digital? And the, and the trend of the recent uh, recent months, if not years, is that many many producers who did soulful stuff uh, back in the days. Uh, I mean, like every including Central Avenue and Rasmus Faber and you, of course. Uh, uh, we see them moving more into some club B and electronic sounds, making the harder and tougher tracks with some massive bass lines, and uh, actually aiming for the dance floor people to dance to to put it on the massive sound systems even on your Duff Note label we can find the releases including these remixes yeah it's different sounds mm. what is it all about is it just a commercial thing or is it some genre evolutions that's going on what do you think about today's soulful house and is it is it still underground where is it moving and what about those electronic influences can you predict the future how it will be in recent years <laughs> well I would future. love to be able to predict the future um <laughs> Um, but no, I, I think, I mean, the, the electronic sort of evolution within the dance music industry, I mean, it's it's not really an evolution, really. It was always there. You know, if you, if you, like, just to refer back to Kraftwerk, for example, mm. you know, they were doing effectively electro music in the late 60s, early 70s. Yeah. You know, it wasn't, there wasn't, apart from the, obviously, the type of equipment they were using, it was pretty much the same kind of thing electronically produced drums, you know, synth electro bass sounds with sort of bleeps and things going on and, you know, it was it wasn't much different. It was a very basis of kind of techno and all that kind of thing. Disco was really where the soulful house thing sort of popped up yep. from. Mm-hmm. Um I just think it's, you know, everything survives. You know, there's like so we've maybe it's just a wave of uh, coming back. So less like wave. Though it is. It's it's a kind of every every type of music has its time for more exposure than the others. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see where some of the sort of guys that were producing, you know, very very vocal, mm-hmm. live sort of soulful music that have kind of gone down the more electro route, pr- probably because they're thinking, well, I'll earn more money this way. Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting when the more vocal, soulful music is there, then comes back to the top of the pile mm. and everybody is more interested in having that yeah. in their clubs. Will they go back to it? Likelihood is they will. We hope so. Let's, um, let's going to hope that it's so, Yeah, it's... I don't know. I mean, there's there's just, every every type of music has its place uh, at the end of the day and, and it's just a question of when each type of music um, gets its moment of fame, you know? Yeah, but let's call that... Uh Yeah, one day we'll see the rise of that of the sounds as well. What goes around comes around. Yep. Remember, <laughs> because when it's when it's when, it, when, when, when it's massive, when soulful music is back and it's big and everybody wants it, we're all going to really enjoy it. We'll be thinking, yeah, this is great. But then we've all also got to remember that it will disappear again, yep. and it will go straight back underground because the next type of sort of drum and bass or two-step garage or you know all these things everything will come goes round and round and round yep. so that's life actually it is yes. very much so well, 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 what's your attitude to the 
digital era, all that MP3 and file sharing of the internet promise available available instantly for everybody, is it bad, good and why? I think it's kind of indifferent really, it's just the fact that technology has progressed massively over the last sort of nine, ten years. Oh yeah. And from a business point of view, you know, you've got to embrace these changes. It's all very well saying, oh, you know, vinyl's not doing as well as it used to, you know, that's that's what what not what it's about, you know, the music and the vinyl thing. It's like, well, your business is not going to function very well unless you accept the fact that people buy iPods now, not yeah. not Technics 1210s. Mm. You know, for their home, they have iPods with an iPod dock. So where do they go? They go to iTunes. So you've got to, purely as a business thing, you have to kind of make sure that you're up to date as best as you can with the ways of marketing, distributing and selling music digitally. I'm still a big fan of CDs and I think CDs will still be around for a long time because if I go into a record shop and I want to buy some music, mm -hmm. I will buy a CD because I want it in my hand. Mm -hmm. um, and I know a lot of people, probably old one, old people like me, <laughs> that feel the same. You know, it's like once upon a time you'd bring, invite your, your mates around to your house and you'd show off your record collection. Yep. You know, what are the kids now going to be doing? Look at my hard drives. Yeah. Look at them glistening my, on the shelf. Library. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, there's always going to be a place for a physical form Storage. of music, definitely. But the vinyl, I don't think. I think um, uh, seven inch vinyl is actually doing quite well at the moment, hmm. but more for like the indie rock bands and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. It's been a bit of a resurgence there. So for you, that's all about the uh, business side of things. Just to stay alive for the business, you should just embrace all that technology stuff. And well, yeah, because at the end of the day, I mean, we we do what we do as as a business because we love music. And of course, you know, we wouldn't put all the time and effort in the studio and writing and collaborating and working with musicians. You know, the point is we want the, every you know, the people out there in the world to hopefully appreciate all the work that's been going on and listen to it and think, yeah, that's actually just made the last six minutes of my life really good. That's why we do it. And so in order for that to happen, we have to have the business head as well. And so without the business head, the music doesn't go out there. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, we've, got to, we've got to have like, it's like Jekyll and Hyde. There's like a business Richard and a music Richard. The music Richard loves doing all the music and then mm -hmm. the business Richard says, right, okay, now we need to get the music to the people. But the music comes first. The music always comes first. Yeah. If it didn't, I'd work in a I'd I'd be a banker, getting massive bonuses for failing banks. <laughs> <laughs> well, among all of your releases, uh, which one do you personally love and proud most of all? Which one was the funniest to produce maybe or the made the good reaction? Funniest thing to, that I've produced. There's actually a track that we um, that's actually I don't think it's been, it's not been released yet, but it's it's something we we co-produced. Okay. Um, so I, I'll just it was called We Are Your Friend, um, and it was just brilliant. And the the guy that did the vocal on it, it was all about aliens and stuff. It was very very funny. <laughs> and mm. Best, I mean the most. I, I enjoy producing every record. It's it's a really difficult question to answer. I don't ever you know make anything. God, yeah, I really didn't enjoy that. Mm -hmm. Because if at any point in the in the creative process, if something's not really working for me, mm -hmm. and I'm and thinking, oh, I'm just you know, I, I'll I'll, I'll just stop and I'll scrap it. Mm -hmm. I won't just finish it and go, there you go, there's your remix. You know, I'll always think now, and I need, but even the very moment that I master that record, I've got to think, yeah, I've actually really enjoyed doing that. Yeah, this is a perfect thing to happen. It's an ideal situation. I'm saying. 
And if you had a chance to choose a partner or a vocalist or musician to work with on a track together, who would you like to work with? Well, that's a million dollar question. Well, I've been very lucky with my album that I've just finished. I've worked with people like Jocelyn Brown, oh. Kenny Thomas, Roy Ayers, Ursula Rucker, Carleen Anderson. It's been some it's been a wonderful experience. But I think if there was one person that I would love to work with. Yeah, any person. Any person would be yeah. Stevie Wonder. <sighs> I think we would make the best record ever in the whole world in history. <laughs> and we have the, and we have the same birthday as well. Oh, really? Yeah. But both, not, both not born the on the same day, not the same yeah. year, no. <laughs> I believe. No. Yeah, about the about your album, that's going to be the next question actually, uh, and for traditional for the end, what are your plans? Uh, what can we expect in the nearest future from your labels and from you? And I have already heard that you're going to release your album this year. It's called In Time. Yep. That's literally actually is in time. <laughs> Just in time, yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> you tell something about it uh, when and where it will be released. Um, will we see the um, your old tracks there, or is it all? It's all new stuff. All new stuff. Yep. Oh, is it's, it uh, uh, Ernie style or Orchids, Spirit Chaser? Or no, or it's all the- it's more Earnshaw, but it's it's a, it's an album of soul music. So wow. there's you know, there's some upbeat tracks which you could call house music. Oh, so is it there's not some a, down, there's some downbeat yeah. stuff. You know, there's it's just it was it's, my it was my opportunity to just make music the way I wanted to make music. So just actually the full length album of the artist. Full length album. It's not about the house uh, house tracks. That's all. Not all about the house tracks. No, there. it's you know I, I wanted mm. to like I said I, I wanted to make music the way that I've always wanted to, which is just to sit down at the piano. And make, right, music. and make music and not right. have to worry about that it has to be 126 BPM or or yeah. that kind of thing. This is the very reason why we, we went quiet with 151 as a label mm-hmm. because we realized that we, we, we love making all this slower, broken beat, really jazzy stuff and and we thought, right, that's what we're going to put out. Yeah, that's cool. You know, so, Man, that's cool. And we're actually looking forward to hear it because it's going to be different and not the, the of the same style that we used to listen to when we see the name of the Richard Earnshaw on it. Wow, that's gonna It'll be, cool. be you will it, it will be quite obvious that it's me mm-hmm. because you know there's even even when it's when the track is slower or whatever than than something else. You can tell just by the style of the keyboard playing and yeah. you know that kind of thing. I really hope that, that people that like enjoy the music that we do on the labels will enjoy the album as well. I guess uh, so. Mm-hmm. So um, Okay, when and where it will be released, when we should expect um, it? Well it, it's coming out on a label called Groovefinder. Um, mm-hmm. Which you may remember, many two thousand and something four was it? I did the Liam McRae "All This Love That I'm Giving" remixes oh, for yeah. that label. In terms of when, that's a good question. It'll, I mean, I mean, it'll, it'll be this summer, this um, year, this yeah, summer. It's this summer, but yeah, I don't perfect. know. I don't know dates yet. Good summer present for us. Let's hope so. <laughs> okay, many thanks for the interview and looking forward for today's gig. Yep. It's still upcoming. Hopefully you like the audience and the vibe right here in Moscow on our Soul Color Paris. I'm thoroughly looking forward to it. Thanks for interview and hope to see you next time. Yes. Would you come if we invite you once again? Absolutely. Thank you yeah, for asking. Great. Okay, thanks. Bye-bye. Cheers. Bye. Well, that's it for the interview. Hopefully you liked it and got some, some interesting information from Richard and Shaw himself. Now to the second part of today's fondue with the special mix from Kolya Smart presenting all the Richards tracks. Here we go.
to separate us. No race on which to base hatred. We are all the same in our hearts and souls. And this music that moves around us should be bringing us together. Can't we all just get down to the same beat? How did we get to here from Balage? Version and show mix, of course, came out on Hermosa Recordings in South California. Coming up next, the, another great oldie from Dusk featuring Christian Bailey, Picture Me Falling. One of the earliest works on Daft Note. Well, no need to announce the remixer, of course.
to the sounds of Summer Fighting Radio Show with DJ Soulmate. On a night like tonight, I feel so far away from the stress and the strain of my day to day. Being with you is where I want to be. Please let it be eternally Because I can picture me falling Picture me falling in love with you
Hermosa recordings, Blake Rary and Step It Up, which uh, shows mix. And uh, coming up next, another great one from Richard. From Richard, which is actually Richard's re-edit of Electro-Organic Mix for Fresh 27 and Robina tracks called Butterfly. Another example of not that classic way to remix. And it still sounded so good. When you feel your body moving through the night
Summer Fun Do Radio Show.
Great release from Daphno. This is Roland Vaughan and Better Than Never with Earnshaw's Latin Excursion. Right before that, Morrison Trust and Jason. Back to Love from Map Dance Records. We'll coming up next one of our hits that burns the dance floor, which is Lenny Fontana and Joy Carswell. Make it all right with Richard Russell main mix from Stalwart. You're listening to Summer Fundus Sessions with DJ Soulmate special issue dedicated to Richard and Show.
Richards and Show's tracks It's called Letter to a Friend From Showa Out on Little Young Label Soul Fire
play track for today's fondue from No Halo it's called Put Your Hands On the very successful Richard Enshaw remix a real monster tune for our bodies out on Head Candy recordings that will be the closing track for today's show many thanks to Richard Enshaw and to Coles Marx for presenting the second part show's mix hopefully it's all good and hope to see you next time in two weeks As always, check the summerfundu.com for track lists and some more information. That was Summer Fundu Sessions with DJ Soulmate. And until next time, stay soulful.
Summer Fun Radio Show. Summer Fun Radio Show. Summer Fun Radio Show.